Yeah. I, I think I might have take it back like like ten years ago. You know. What's going on, everybody? This is the Simple Sports Podcast, and coming up on today's show, uh, we are in the final stretch of the NFL season. Uh, It's getting a little bit more muddled now than it's been in quite a while. Uh, And it's not that there is more teams in contention or anything like that, but it's coaching and it's lack of talent and the inconsistency of teams that do have talent uh, within most organizations that you see this up and down play. That's why you see these teams go out one week and they can conquer the world and the next week they get smoked by 30. A la my Tennessee Titans, a la teams like the Eagles, teams like the Falcons. Uh, so on and so forth. Team that have talent, but every week it's just—it's not just another issue with the with these teams. It's another big sweeping issue. So of course, with the chance to at minimum keep pace with the Texans, who are now seven and three, having won seven straight, and stay ahead of the Colts and the Jags, and really take control of the division or at least their position in the division. Uh. Considering they still have to play the Texans and the Colts and the Jags all over again. The Titans come out last week, and if you didn't know their record, you would think they were a winless football team. Not one coming off of a season with a road playoff victory over the Chiefs. Uh, What a piss-poor performance from them yet again. But first, let's start with the simple stuff. So, uh, the Saints are just rolling people. Uh, absolute dominance across the board. Um, I, I thought the Rams were the best team going into the season, um, but it, it, I, clearly I was very wrong. And, you know, they don't have a ton of depth at the skilled player position. They have a lot of undrafted guys that we saw on display last night against the Falcons. But the ones that they do have may be individually the best in the league. You can certainly make an argument for it. Um, you could argue Breeze is the best quarterback this year. You could argue... Kamara and Ingram combined is the best backfield in all of football. And you can, you can argue that Michael Thomas is the best receiver in football. Um, how in the world do you stop these guys from scoring points? And now the defense is rolling as well. I don't see anyone beating them in the NFC on their way to the Super Bowl. If you ask me today to bet money, I think we're heading for a Saints-Patriots or Saints-Chiefs Super Bowl. I would put money on the Patriots just because I trust Tom Brady more. But... Uh, I think that's where we're headed. Are the Giants actually dead just yet? So you're saying that there is a chance. Look, it's all but over for them. And they they likely won't win any more games. Or they could win out. I mean, you never know. They've been playing well as of late. I certainly don't see them winning out. uh, But they have won two in a row. And I'll tell you like this. It, it will take a miracle, but no one in the division seems to want to take control except for Dallas. But the problem is Dallas dug themselves in such a big hole that it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Giants get in. It's very highly unlikely, but it is not impossible. All right, so let's get into the meat of this discussion today. In 2008, the Tennessee Titans started season 10-0. They finished the season 13-3 and and then got beat in the division round by the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I believe the score was 13-10. Uh, since that point, they have gone 8-8, 6-10, 9-7, 6-10, 7-9, 2-14, 3-13, back-to-back 9-7 seasons. Uh, and now this year sit at 500, dead even. Mediocrity. They haven't won 10 more games in 10 years. And last year, after having won a playoff game on the road 
and back-to-back winning seasons for the first time since 2007 and 2008. Before that, you have to go all the way back to 2002 and 2003 to find back-to-back winning seasons for the Tennessee Titans. And so last year, after having won a playoff game on the road, they fired the coach, and now they look pathetic. Matt LaFleur, the offense looks pathetic. The offensive line looks pathetic. Vrabel, I don't know what's going on with the team because it's hard to say what problem is causing what. Um... Either way, they can't look. They can't look like this. They look pathetic, and it's sad. I don't need to look at any stats to know that this is one of the worst offenses in football. It's obviously is pretty clear. You just watch them on a Sunday, and they look inept. Okay, but uh, they they can't run it. They can't throw it. They can't protect Mariota. Mariota can't protect himself. Three and out turnover, punt, and it's the last thing I want to see is Blaine Gabbert walk on that field next Monday night. I could puke my brains out. So now, for the tough love, it's time for a new quarterback. I love Marcus Mariota, but there are three fundamental flaws that need to be addressed with this team, and they start with him. Uh, It's been four years, and they haven't been fixed. Number one, he can't stay on the field. Every single year, he's missed time and significant time due to injury. He went out the first game of this of the year this year. He was out a couple of games last year. He was out the very end of his rookie season. If he hadn't been out the year before last year, they might have gone to the playoffs if he hadn't gotten nicked. Now he's out again and yet to be determined if he's going to be playing next week. Missed practice on Wednesday. Come on, man. Number two, when he is playing well, he looks like a franchise quarterback. He doesn't necessarily look like a top 10, top 5 guy, but he looked like a competent person. We've seen him get, uh, we've seen him eclipse the 300-yard mark a couple of times. We've seen him have three, four touchdown games. We've seen him be very efficient and make some great throws. But the last three weeks, he's played well. Um, not eye-popping not eye-popping numbers. And up until last week, uh, uh, up until the Colts game, I thought he looked pretty good. The problem is when he is off, he is way off. He doesn't even look like an NFL quarterback. Yesterday, or or not yesterday, I usually do these Mondays, but Sunday, he got fooled into the pick that he threw, straight up fooled. Uh, it was cover two, it looked like, but the, the corner sunk and uh, in, 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 in sunk right into a pick. He missed wide open throws way too many times, and... He doesn't push the ball down the field, and when he does, he doesn't do it very accurately. There's no threat of the ball going 10 to 15 yards or further for them. And part of that is him. Uh, That can be due to the weapons that they have or lack thereof. But either they need to get more weapons or they need to elevate what is around him. Uh, Or or he needs to elevate what is around him. And neither one of those is happening. Uh, And then finally, his mechanics are terrible. And again, when he's on, he looks pretty good. You can see some special talent. He's made some big-time throws and some big-time plays. But when you watch him, he doesn't look comfortable in the pocket. Uh, And look, being hit 20 times a game certainly doesn't help with that, okay? But he's got very unsettled feet in the pocket. He stares down wide receivers and, and still makes throws to them. And a lot of times, those throws end up in the other team's hands. Listen, all of this isn't on Mariota. He's been vastly underserved by his organization i believe uh i think he's a pretty solid quarterback to be perfectly honest my eyes tell me that he's just good but i'm out on him because he swings from good to bad 
and the swings that he has are far too drastic and far, far too often. Uh, I'm not sure where they will finish in terms of draft picks this year, but I'd be moving heaven and earth to get as high as possible and get a quarterback next year. Um, I'm not sure if there will be any on the market or in free agency that are that they will be able to get their hands on. So I don't know how that'll work. Um, but it's time to move on. Uh, no way am I giving him anything close to a hundred million bucks, draft someone this year, put some heat on Mariota for next year. And if he doesn't deliver adios, that's the way I feel about it. All right. So really quick, I want to talk about the chiefs Rams. Uh, that was a whirlwind. It was wildly entertaining. That's for sure. Um, that's the obvious one of the single most entertaining games I've ever seen. And while there are a ton of mistakes by both sides and, and really Pat Mahomes and the chiefs gifted that game to the Rams, uh, with far too many turnovers, but this game was just a present for the fans. Uh, no one should really expect this to be continued or to be the norm, I should say, for none of these games going forward. It was a primetime game between the two most hyped teams in the year, between two great offensive minds, between two young quarterbacks, and talent all over the field at every position. Aaron Donald was sensational. He left his imprint all over the game, as he typically does. Ebucam. Uh, was all over the field. He was amazing. Twitter was going nuts the whole time. The media went nuts the next day. My neighbors were going nuts. I was going nuts. I loved it. I thought it was it was the one only one that we needed for the year. You need one of those. You remember the year we had the Broncos-Cowboys game? I think it was 52-49. Like you need one of those games every year to just be a, a, a spectacle. Um I refuse to discredit either quarterback or coach for the mistakes that were made uh, as a fan because at a certain point, you just have to understand this is the NFL and both teams have great players and coaches. And this game turned into an absolute fireworks show. And sometimes that just happens. And I think everyone that was involved from coaching staff down to the players, the executives and, and, and on and the announcers knew this was more about entertainment than anything else. Uh, it, it, it was fortunate that we had two teams with really good records. So the loss wasn't super impactful. Uh, I mean, it was in terms of record, obviously, but it's not like one of the teams was eliminated from playoff contention or something like that in this absolute. I think this was strictly for the fans. And I think both teams got on board and said, you know what, let's just roll with it. And, uh, and it did not disappoint it at all. And yesterday, we had some Thanksgiving games. Uh, they're about what I expected. Thanksgiving is about who has the best dudes. It's plain and simple. Um, Bears are were playing on just about three days later, basically, uh, from the last game. But they just have better dudes than the Lions do. The Cowboys just got better dudes than the Redskins, especially given all the Redskins injuries. And the Saints just have better players than the Falcons. Uh, Drew Brees is a far superior quarterback to Matt Ryan. And Kamara and Ingram are far better than Coleman and Ito Smith. Now, the Falcons have a better wide receiver core, top to bottom. But aside from that, it's Saints all the way. They have the better players. The The Falcons' defense is piss poor on their best day. And for the Falcons, that's why those early seasons mistakes and, and games you end up letting slip away hurt so much. The Eagles, the Browns, and plenty of others against opponents in games you cannot, and in some cases, absolutely should not be losing. All right, we got a lot of stuff to watch for next week. Uh, like I said, we had a couple of games yesterday on Thanksgiving Day, but coming up on Sunday, some things to keep in mind. How long do the Jets, who absolutely stink right now, and Sam Donner's out again, how long do they stick with Todd Bowles? Because he's stinking it up just as much as the rest of the team is. 
Uh, Rob Gorkowski has declared himself good to go. And if that is indeed true, uh, you can expect the Patriots to hit a nice little winning streak, roll right back into the playoffs, right back into the Super Bowl, and it's as simple as that. Now, is he, as he said, good to go? Remains to be seen. But trust and believe, if he is back indeed, they are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Lamar Jackson, looking for his second win in a row. I highly doubt running it 27 times, that's going to come. Uh, you don't see that from running backs, much less quarterbacks. So I have a feeling they're going to try to replicate it to some degree, but maybe not quite 27. I wouldn't be surprised, though, to see them get close to 20 again, uh, somewhere between like 17 and 20, because there there's a reason he ran it so many times the first game, folks. And I think it's going to be a, a while before he's recognized as a, a good quarterback by and respected by defenses. I think you'll get there, but it's going to take a while. Uh, and there's a reason, again, there's a reason that they ran it 27 times. Uh, and the last thing I want to talk about really quickly, the Giants. Can they actually climb back into this NFC race and into the playoffs? Uh, did we all write them off a little bit too quickly? Uh, well, here's what I know. They have played much better, much, much better the last two weeks and playing this well this time of year is a good thing as you prep to hopefully get into playoffs and make a run right the problem is their schedule in the very beginning of the year and and obviously now at the end of the year the hole that they dug themselves in is is one thing when you're five and six having messed up a couple of games versus being uh you know three and seven three and eight something like that uh and and now hitting your stride, they have to win out. And I'm guessing that with how close everything is, they would they would have to win out. I don't know. I, I, let's just say they have to win out. Listen, you can't lose. They don't have any room to lose. So, yes, they have to win out. I'm guessing that, listen, I don't think it's likely. None of the games are against the Pats or the Chiefs or Saints or Rams. So they will, they're all winnable. And their toughest game is probably against the Bears. Uh, Fortunately, they do get to play at home, and it is early, so it won't be quite as cold. Um, But they got to win out. It's it's just that simple. Is it likely? Probably not. I think I might have taken it back like Uh, But you you never know. Listen, it's not impossible. And Odell did say anything is possible. So we'll see where they end up. Uh, That's all I got for this episode. You guys take it easy. Until next time, peace. Real, real motivation for a street nigga. Real, real motivation for a street nigga, huh? Pull up in all colorful rides. Bitches in T.R.